But that's, no, 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 no. But that's it. Uh, doesn't have to be capitalism. Yeah. Price gouging. Yeah. Corporate greed. Yeah. Corporate profits. How? <laughs> like, like, let's let's invent. I'm. I absolutely. You're Russian. You were born shortly after the dissolution of the USSR. What impacts did communism and the fallouts of have on you in your life growing up? Okay. The atmosphere of modern-day society created an illusion of moral, philosophical, and social lines between what's right and what's wrong. We examine those lines in today's most wanted controversies. I'm Alex. I'm Erin. Let's begin. I'm wearing black. It's on theme for the dark topic of today. Blue. I'm going to get a little more serious than we normally are. We're talking about the economy, inflation... And just the hardships of what everyone is feeling right now. Being 18 years old today. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that as well. Um, Alex. Yep. You're Russian. Yep. You were born shortly after the dissolution of the USSR. Yes, indeed. What impacts did communism and the fallouts of have on you in your life growing up okay that's rather an open question so um where, where to begin so we we do intensely study uh first of all communism as a structure itself and how communism affects society and how in communist society the goods and services and everything economical speaking is managed and, and that's very much of a kind of by marx and marx idea unfortunately and that's we, we are probably we don't we're not going to get that deep in the weeds but um we also do study some works of hegel which is a little bit more lenient and a little bit more incorporating rather than less militaristic approach unlike marx and a little bit more free approach to the economical structure within still being a controlled economy which is quite different but coming back to that um the ussr effects on my life and i was born seven years after ussr uh, broken down, broken apart. I was born a year after the default of Russia, the official default of 1977, when they just dropped everything and restarted again, which was absolutely very successful. And the, how the economy recovered was amazing until 2008, of course, which was a global financial crisis, which which we dip very, very deep. Um, what's interesting to know is to that the case and what's happened in Russia is a little bit different to what's happened in a lot of other countries who kind of came out of being very socialist and the controlled economy to a capitalism with probably some rare exceptions of very particular countries in South America which were quite controlled economies and then went a little bit more capitalist and gone pretty deep in the weeds. But for us, we got unfortunately for the lack of regulations that were established in the beginning from that breakup we had a lot of people benefiting from a things that were privatized within these structures that used to be government but then um, and the system was actually very simple it takes 
took 10 seconds to understand this, you have everything under government, then now it's all breaking down, which means each individual chain is now operates under them, their own ownership. What people with a little bit more entrepreneurial mindset than myself would do, they would establish the last step of the production. So they would establish a sale joint practically. Mm -hmm. And they would buy whatever they bought from that, they would buy from them. And then they would put up the price 300% and they would sell it. And because it was very locked up market, there was not enough competition in the first five, seven years of that, they would just make millions of dollars by buying for nothing because it was always nothing and just selling for astronomical amounts. And because it was very monopolistic in that certain degree, that's why we, we would have a lot of trouble. Within that being said, in my life, really, I was born a little too late for that. This is really 90s Russia problem. I was born in the early 2000s, which was very much of a hangover of the default. And yes, it was somewhat difficult, but it really did not touch me. And Russia was really doing very good, economically speaking, in the early 2000s. And we would be amazing if 2008 default didn't happen. Like, re like really, the world structure would be so different nowadays if 2008 wouldn't be there. Not talking about 2012, which was a separate issue, but even 2008, if it just wasn't there, we would be very, very different. So you economy. yourself don't feel that you were impacted very much by the USSR or even the years of the dissolution after? I, myself, personally, of course, of course we do. But look, I, I was reasonably lucky. My parents started studying in university reasonably late. So my parents were of generation when my mother joined university in 94, she started university. Mm. So, and my father finished uni in 95. So they really, they, they kind of, they already been studying in the kind of the new atmosphere and the new mm. system. And they really came up to that. There are lots, a lot, a lot of people who already been in the trade at that time. And those people did suffer a lot who weren't able to adjust. Were you friends with any of them? Um, me personally, no, but some of my father's friends in particular, they were, because my father is a little bit more extroverted, so he would have a little bit more friends in that sense. They were, and some of them are, you know, they, they came out of three years of a school and they would stop the school because they would start working. Mm -hmm. And it, which seemed crazy for us, right? Three years. So they would, at the age of eight, they start work basically, because the age of six, they start school, six, seven, eight, that's it. They mm -hmm. finish. And so, uh, and they were affected the most out of it because the trade that in USSR were very much promoted, such as manual trade, you know, because all due to the fact that they were really trying to establish the this kind of change of the manufacturing system, really. Mm. It was all due to that, which is, which is interesting because Russia never recovered from that. Still, by this day, we don't have healthy third world economical structures. So mm. we don't have healthy tourism. Really, we don't. Really, we don't have a healthy service sector as much. Mm. We have some goods production, but a lot of those goods are raw goods mm. that get sent out somewhere to be yep. produced. So um, <clears throat> we, we do, we do, just in a very profound way. I know, just from spending so much time with you, yeah. um, that you personally always viewed um, the negatives and the corruption within socialism mm. and always favored capitalism mm. how do you feel that capitalism in 2023 mm. where do you feel that it stands in your own personal morality 
look, um, it, that, again, that's a, that's a very deep and very long conversation we could have. In in short, if I if I have to describe it, I think capitalism as a system is not perfect, and the capitalist flaw is with time, as any other system, it will become monopolistic and monopoly in general, not always, but in general is not good. Yeah. And especially with the rate of globalization that we experienced in the past 50 years with the invention, really embrace of the internet, mm -hmm. it, it became even more apparent. Mm -hmm. And that's why we just, we, we meet another difficulty within mm -hmm. our economical structure. And just saying, well, capitalism doesn't work and hell with it. I feel this is a little short-handed to mm. say that. Yes, and it's hard and we just we, I we just, met something new. I just wanted not. to hear from you the acknowledgement of the corruption that is taking place mm. in our capitalist society at the moment. Oh, yeah. Well, the, the corruption... We're all feeling it this year. What do you mean? What do you mean corruption? I'm just I mean corporate say. greed. Okay, corporate I mean greed, yeah. price gouging. Yeah. Corporate greed. Yeah. Corporate profits sure. absolutely skyrocketed. Yeah, no, for in sure. In the last few years. And the top brass of people getting paid a lot of people, a lot of money as well, and the percentage of money that they get paid from regular people is it is crazy. Um, um, absolutely. Yeah. No, it's so. I just want to just to put this into perspective for mm. you. Corporate profit margins were around 10% in 2019. Yep. Um, and then COVID, obviously. Yeah. Um, last year, they reached over 15%. Mm. Their highest level since 1950, mm. rising 6.6% .6 year over year. Mm -hmm. And by the end of 2022, profits were still near 14%. Okay. So um, it's proven at this point, and... Mm. The people aren't stupid. Oh, for sure. <laughs> um, price yeah. gouging is just what is essentially keeping inflation so high. Mm. Um, since um, COVID, essentially, so many, we reached so many stalemates at so many points of service, of um, transportation or sales That's supply, true. and all mm. of this because of COVID. Um, so mm. prices naturally increased quite dramatically that's true however those have now fallen back to what they were pre-covid mm. but prices remain high mm. so i just wanted to hear because i know how mm. um you typically mm. are pro-capitalist and capitalist society all the way yeah um <clears throat> this is the downfall mm. of when you give free free reign of capitalism, this is yeah. what ends up happening. So That's true. Cor no, corporate sure. profits, corporate greed, Very oil, mm. power companies, the crisis, housing, hey, now, it is all over. That, look, be careful with, for example, oil or power companies, because those mm. in majority of the countries are monopolies that are controlled by the government. And not an exclusion of New Zealand as well. The power, electricity in New Zealand, majority of it is owned by government. And subsidized by government. So then, what about the energy crisis happening in the UK? That's not UK, governmental owned. So no, the UK. I don't. I don't know how UK power <clears throat> system, power grid is what's it's on. Mm. But I, I do know that New Zealand. I think oh, just over sixty percent is owned by the government actually, and it means that every company has sixty percent ownership 
from the government. It's not like mm. some companies are free to do whatever. No, it's every company has government locked in it. Yeah. So really, that's that's part of an issue. And what what why I go to capitalism very fast in that sense is because what I kind of really grown to understand about control economical system, right? We really need to have a set rule book of what's allowed. And capitalism is very simple about the rule book. So you want capitalism, but with further regulation? No, it's, well, yes, of course, because otherwise it's just stupid. Uh, because then you give yourself 50 years and all of your markets are monopolized. And then mm. what do you do? Like, there's nothing to do anymore. Uh, but no, it's it's the fact that if you wake up in the capitalism, you know that today the rule book is going to be exactly what it was yesterday. Maybe with a slight tweaks because somebody decided to do something new or somebody decided to do something about it. Mm. Fair, but it's a touch, a little touch to it. It's not like oof, upside down. If you wake up in the, the very controlled economy, the people who are deciding on things can decide a very different thing than they decided yesterday. Mm. And your business, your life in general can be like, oh, you know what? Sorry. I don't yeah. completely disagree with you. But I just mm. want to point out how obscene the world is that we're currently living in today, mm. having given mm. free reign to corporations oh, who well. have grown so fond of the profits they've made over the past few years. For sure. They are refusing to drop their prices despite the fact that... That's true. Um, everything else is back to the mm. way it was pre-COVID. We do, we do not have tools to make them drop prices, though. That's the, that's the problem. But also... What the other problem is, is you cannot make those people pay more to the society without absolutely murdering your little businesses. You, mm-hmm. you, you just, if you want to tax rich, you no. will have to tax poor as well. It's just how that works. It just doesn't work the way. You, you can bracket the system and tax rich more. You can't really. You can. Because you just offset expenses on the business, and this is it. Like, that's why Elon Musk earned $80,000 a year. He really does, when you mm. think about it. He benefits from shitloads more, but mm. he earns 80000 so he pays taxes on 80000 So now, uh, that, but that's the thing. Like, how do you... Like, there is no way for... If I open a tiny business which operates on $25,000 of revenue a year, right... And you have three million dollar business, but your overhead is twenty nine point nine 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 million a year, and my overheads at two thousand dollars. Who should pay more taxes? Mm. I think me. I'm a tiny business, but I make shitloads more profit than you. Mm. So like, okay, where are you go with that? So and that's why like it's it's a very delicate situation. You can't mm. really be say, oh, this is the CEO of this company, <coughs> this company, or it's. Uh, oh, has this much of a turnover within a year like this it's, it's very delicate how do you not murder me being i'm not saying me? that it's not going to be nuanced yeah. but what we absolutely should tax the wealthy more how <laughs> like, like let's let's invent i'm i, I absolutely you have let's to in, let's invent say it. say for example you have to list your profits these giant corporations are in billions bit with a b yeah. Billions of dollars in profit. For sure. Billions. Some of them are. Yeah. yeah. You should be taxed either a fixed percent on profits or maybe mm-hmm. up until this point you you need to pay this much. And then once okay. you start making this much, then you pay yeah. this much, blah, 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 blah. 
You can do a bracket system. Okay. But absolutely, you should tax. Nobody needs to mm -hmm. be a billionaire. Nobody needs to be That's a true. billionaire. No, absolutely. Uh, how do you regulate taxing on profit without taxing on reinvestment? I have a billion dollars on profit. No, and they can reinvestment bring... is their choice to yes. spend their profits, but, but that is not, no, you cannot like conflate okay. reinvestment with yeah. profits. A profit is okay. a profit. If you choose to reinvest it, yep. great. That's your choice to make sure. with your profit. Cool. Not the same. But then what you do, you stagnate your market. Then your market grows much slower. Perfect. Wow. That's fine. But that's monopolizes the market faster. If your market grows slower, the monopolization is faster because no, the bigger guys. No, not at all. Because the bigger guy is going to yeah. think more about their reinvestment, mm -hmm. and they're probably not going to look to profit so extremely and have to pay as much taxes. Therefore, Fair. a smaller person is going to have more of a chance to end up competing because they will be shooting and aiming for their biggest profit possible, and they'll be able to compete. Rather than a giant corporation going, ah, oh, well, here's my $10 billion. Let me go okay. reinvest it in all of these things that yeah. a little company would never mm -hmm. in their wildest dreams yeah. be able to imagine that they could mm. do. And of course, I'm going to excel. Of course, I'm going to be the best one out there. That's true. Because I'm doing this. You limit their mm. ability to do Nobody need. I'm all for people making profit. But mm. there is no reason no reason for there to be billions of dollars in profit. What if you are really good at it though? Great. Pay your taxes and that's fine. That that much money can go to, you know, that's right. Medicare. That can go to housing that's the poor. True. That can that's go true. to your police system. Mm -hmm. That can go back into the country to make it better. And you I'm not saying, oh, hey, you're making 10 billion in profit. How about you pay a billion of that? in taxes because you mm. want to make that much money pay a billion in taxes that'll mm. change people's lives oh, and sure. you still walk away with nine billion dollars that's true no, and, and, and a lot of them actually do exactly that it's just it's 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 difficult because i i want to point out something okay. while, while no, no, you're no, no, while no, you're no. defending this. yeah yeah no, no, no. um i want to talk about the u.s pharmacy briefly Okay. The pharmaceutical industry, okay. just in general. In Big US. pharma, okay. Okay. as we refer to them. Mm -hmm. um, typical launch prices for new drugs yeah. in 2020 yeah. <clears throat> increased 20% each year. Okay. Each year yeah. in the previous decade. So, that's, like, from 2010 lot, to 2020, increase, yeah. the, it increased mm -hmm. 20% for mm -hmm. each of the drugs. Uh, contributing to a total spending on prescription drugs of over $500 billion in the U.S. Mm -hmm. in 2020 alone because of the like absolute obscene price gouging price that, yeah. that Big no, Pharma does. Yeah, true. Nearly half mm -hmm. of new drugs since 2020, so any new drug since 2020, 50% of those drugs cost... $150,000 per year for a person to have that drug. Mm -hmm. $150,000 a year for a drug, for someone who needs a drug for a year. Okay. One company took 
a pill that costs $13.50 and increase the price to $750. Now tell me why we should not tax wealthy, comp like price gouging corporations mm. out their fucking ass. No, that's, look, <laughs> that's, that's where I think that taxes are not useful here. What I think mm -hmm. here is going to be useful is a mandatory cap on a, um, on a profit margin. You just, as a government, say you cannot make more than 60% profit margin from your, from your uh, mark. You basically cannot make that markup. There's no justification to make that markup. Mm -hmm. Make it per industry and say, just that's what it is. Make, create a panel that make an exception for something, like if you develop drug from scratch, like literally from zero. Mm -hmm. And of course, there's a lot of capital tied up, there's a lot of losses and you find, and, and then mm -hmm. yes, your profit margin can be slightly more than that, but just cap it. Just say you can't, you cannot make it 400% profit and it's just illegal. That's it, that's it. Okay. So I think that, because, because t then what you're gonna do, then you just, basically the company is gonna do that. We, we're gonna pay 40% tax on this. Therefore, we're not gonna increase it by three times we're going to increase it by seven times in order to cover whatever we want to cover yeah but there no no, no no but if you tax in a bracket system okay then you wouldn't then want you to increase it you wouldn't want to bracket. increase it seven times because you then you're paying bracket. more and more, more and make less but, profit because no, more will have to go to taxes percentage wise yeah but money wise still more you know what i mean like, look, I may, I, I pay you Percentage one. Percentage-wise, yeah. you want to max out your profit for a single okay. item. So, if, exactly. If you're making $100 in profit. Yes. In profit. Yes. You, and you're a billion-dollar corporation, maybe you pay, I don't know, 40% of your profits. Okay, as you so you earn yeah. $60. So then you want to increase the price. Okay, yeah. great. But now my percentage is going to jump to 80. So cool. you're going to make less money now. Exactly. But the flow in that system would be, I just increased price to $1,000. Now instead of 60 bucks, I make 200 bucks. I don't care. Yeah, but you're going to spend so okay, much in I taxes. Okay, I spent $800 in taxes, but I still earn 200 bucks instead of 60 bucks. And now do I want to earn 200 bucks or do I want to earn 60 bucks? You know what I mean? So that's why I think tax bracket here wouldn't work. Just profit margin cut. Mm. You cannot more than two times say whatever it is. And that's proper economists should look at it and be like, uh, in this situation, this would be the cap. And then, okay. Because mm. then, and, and then, and then you still tax it. <laughs> and you tax it properly, of course. Mm. And then actually more innovative, better corporations will win. Because you need to, you need to subsidize better you don't need to subsidize bigger but if or you okay you but also you have better. to think of the the person who votes most on your product is going to be your consumer if yeah. you jump your price to a thousand dollars but your competitor over here is doing 200 that's true you're going to make absolutely nothing very good so if you are yeah if you are mm -hmm. taxing by percentage mm -hmm. yeah. you can't afford to increase it to a thousand because nobody's going to buy your profit you're going to make less technically speaking yes but your competitor as, will. as a big farmer you're an oligopoly there are only a few of them they can sit down in one room and decide whatever the hell they want to and that's the problem mm. and that's why like free market is important Mm. is you want to have the smaller guys making something as well. Otherwise, it just it monopolizes very yeah. fast. And that's, 100%. again, the point of the conversation as well. Um, 
Shrinkflation. That's true. Yeah. No, How do you feel about shrinkflation? What did they? What because this is, is yeah. so massive over the last three years since That's COVID. Yeah. Um, so it is keeping where companies think they can hmm. essentially trick the consumer where they don't increase their price whatsoever at all, but mm. what they do is decrease how much they're giving you. Yeah, so, no, that's true. Yeah. Um, for example, shrinking jam jars were one of the most cited food items in New Zealand. <laughs> Interesting. Um, by readers. Oh, yeah. Um, where the jars went from 500 grams per jam jar to 375 grams, mm -hmm. but kept the price the, the same. same. Price, yeah. Um, they still look the same though. They're just volume is different. In the global market, some of the biggest, um, I guess, just shrinkflators mm. would be um, Barilla Spaghetti. They give mm. you 9.7% less in the same packaging. Than the volume, yeah. And for the same, yeah, 9.7% mm. less. Hagen Dazs ice cream is mm. down 10% of their ice mm. cream. At the same mm. price, mm. Campbell's soup. Yeah. Campbell's soup is down 4.6%. Mm. I think this one doesn't come back, though. This one's going to come back. A lot of the, that's attributed to the uh, the amount of expense that on overseas trade we had. Due to no, the this is this year. Carried. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but that's why, because we just paid so much money for shipping that was not there pre-COVID. And it's oh, going to stabilize. Sorry. This is in the global market. This is yeah. not... In New Zealand. Yeah, no, but that's, that's what three. I'm saying. Because Barilla, for example, you it's it's basically, it's Italian. It's made in Italy. I hope it is made in Italy and I'm factually correct. It sounds <laughs> fucking Italian. That, <laughs> I don't know. Well, yeah, I do a, know. Let me Google. Is Barilla <laughs> yeah. made in Italy? Because I think it is made by Barilla Pasta. Um, so, made. I just want to give you a headline yeah. of this French yeah. supermarket that is fighting. New York. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you idiot. Produced in New York. Um... Yeah. This French supermarket made headlines just a couple days ago. Okay. Because the CEO of the supermarket franchise has decided to fight these big corporations and their shrinkflation. Okay. By putting stickers on every item that is shrinkflationed. Okay. Uh, essentially, um, I think it's 14 different companies that they're targeting. Mm hmm. Uh, I, I won't carry for, but it's going to be French, so I'm not yeah. going to say that correctly. Um, <laughs> is putting stickers on products that have shrunk in size, but cost more, even though raw material prices have eased since COVID. Hmm. It is trying to rally consumer support as retailers prepare to face the world's biggest brands in negotiations, which are due to start soon and end by the 15th of October. Mm. So the Carrefour, which I'm sure I'm saying wrong, CEO Alexandre Bompard, mm -hmm. um, who heads a French real retail industry lobby group, the FDC, mm. has repeatedly said that consumer goods companies are not cooperati cooperating in efforts to cut the price of thousands of staples mm. despite the fall of the cost of raw materials. So we did see a spike in raw materials during COVID. Yeah. That has gone down to pre-COVID levels. Okay. But these companies are mm. so invested on this corporate greed and price gouging profit, yeah. they refuse to 
to cut their prices. So okay. in Fair. some cases, Look. they're now shrinkflating it but also increasing the price. That's true. No, no, no. Like, look, it, and that's in in some companies it does work, and for the reason of the fact that you went in so much debt during COVID, and especially in the countries like America, which you have no government subsidies. Like in New Zealand, is slightly separate, but still. There were some like, covered su- yeah, government subsidies. But, but in America. really, to there the degree. Some. Mm. Yeah. Oh, not and to so, New Zealand. No, screen, no. But no, that's that's a thing. Like, and that's what I'm saying. Like, even the business that I work for, they gone down a lot of money, and I'm not gonna say how much, but they gone a lot of money, and it's gonna be debt for probably a decade for the family-owned business to come back to that. Mm. And just imagine having that burden on yeah, you. Yeah, but that's the problem. Corporates never lost money. They only made profit. Well, and they're used to their profit. They didn't yeah. lose anything during COVID yeah. like the rest of us. This yeah, is well, what I'm saying. Yes. They're, they got so yeah. invested in making so much more money mm-hmm. that they're refusing to mm. So Can I just also say, can I just no. stop that? I think that it should be illegal to lobby the government. How is that legal? Hey, I, in my interest, gonna pay you money because you write the law. I've always... How is it even legal? How is it like, I've okay? always struggled with that. I've I just don't understand that. I've always struggled with that. How, yeah, no. Like, and and look, you, as a, as a government body, you're actually paid by people who pay taxes. So... I pay as a as in interests as a like lobbyist for example a I don't of know. course I I pay you extra on top of whatever you're already earning mm-hmm. to make a decision in my favor yep. rather than the favor the of every people. day that yep. people pay you for your everyday mm-hmm. salary this is the corruption I'm talking about that comes with capitalist but, but society. No, 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 no. But that's, it doesn't have to be capitalism. You just say it's illegal to lobby. Full stop. I don't fully hate capitalism, just like... No, but that's a thing. Like, you don't have to change but anything. Just I'm say illegal annoyed. to lobby. Yeah. How is that? Does, it doesn't change anything about this No, I 100% really. agree. And this is one of the big issues that I've had with America and, like, the presidential election and yeah. presidential running. Yeah. You're allowed to take money from these big corporations. And, of course, you're just going to buy off and the president's going to do, like, things in your favor. And it's not... Mm. It's not... um, It's not right. Yeah, that's true. No, no, no. no. Anyway. Absolutely. Okay. So, um, the uh, French company... Yeah. So, they're putting stickers on everything. Okay. And the stickers read, this pro... Uh, this product has seen its volume or weight fall and the effective price by the supplier rise. So they're putting on all of these. Okay. It's lost volume and the price is up. Okay. So people are okay. now hopefully going to be able to vote with their yeah. dollar. Yeah. Which is how our world works these days. Yeah. Um, Pepsi yeah. is one of the biggest shrinkflators. At the moment, yeah, so that I, is a, so. I was wrong. Right. It's not fourteen companies. They are targeting twenty six products in its mm-hmm. stores specifically, okay. um, mm-hmm. hoping that this That's ends up it. affecting. But them. to be fair, this is just an exercise of the free economy. 
This is just an exercise of a free market. Technically speaking, you as a buyer should do that in your head. They just make it easier for you by putting a stickers in. So you have you don't have to remember what actually was and how it was. It just all I there agree. in front of you. I agree. Problem and is, it's fair. It's a fair game. Problem is, game. problem is, we do not have competitors. Well, again, like that's a monopolization of the market and that's an issue. For a lot of markets, not all of them, yes. but a lot of markets is an issue. I definitely agree. Um, so, moving on. They should be just fixed. A uh, very viral TikTok went around. Okay. Uh, referring to the... Roman Empire. <laughs> it's everywhere. How often do you think about the Roman Empire, saw, Alex? My, my girlfriend recorded me, literally, and yeah? it's every two days. What? Hilariously enough. Why? Well, to be fair, my trade is thinking about the Roman Empire. No! Half it's of, not. You of, do wine. Half of my... Win- You're a sommelier. Half of the, the vineyards that I talk about were established by Romans. In their corkening of Germania or corkening of Anglia at that time. And then outside of that, I do think about Roman Empire at least once a week because I describe where I'm from. And so I do say that impact of Roman and my language does not relate to Roman, it rather relates to Greek significantly more. And that's how I link myself to Roman Empire as well. So it's literally every two days, at least every two days. It's not Alex, what is... But it's oh, just my trait. It's just my I, trait. Like, it's really my job. Like, that's the sole reason why. Oh, my God. Men in the Roman Empire. <laughs> but it's quite um, Okay, so a viral TikTok went around okay. referring to the essential financial struggle that we are feeling today okay. as the silent depression. As mm-hmm. in reference to the Great Depression. So okay. the Great Depression in America when the stock markets crashed, 1930. You've mm-hmm. heard of it? Yeah, the Great yeah. Depression, yes. Um yeah, so referring to the essential state that we're in today as the silent depression. So what he did was he looked at the average salary roughly in 1930 during the Great Depression. Okay. And um, the tax reports. Mm-hmm. And then adjusted for inflation. Okay. So a single earner, mm-hmm. a single taxpayer on mm. average... Mm in 1930 would be making the equivalent of today's $80,000. U.S. U.S. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. 80,000 U.S. So in New Zealand, that would be 150-ish. Maybe not that much, but 120. 140, 130. 120. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, So that would be a a single taxpayer. Mm. Now, this was argued by someone else who Mm. didn't think that he took everything into account. And argued that it would be closer to <laughs> quite a big difference, um, twenty four thousand nine hundred twenty seven dollars today. Could be. Um, but essentially, the point was we are taking in less money than people during the Great Depression. Now, the problem with the Great Depression was only like a fourth of the people were employed. So mm. that was the issue. That's true. The there was no rate, jobs. Yes. There was but no also, jobs. Hey, also, what people don't account for is availability of really regular needs in 1930 was very different to what it is right now. Mm. Like clean water. Things like that in 1930 were much more difficult. 
than it's right now. Mm. Like in New Zealand right now, you can drink water from the tap, like no stress. Yeah. Just imagine 1930 without the established the cleanings. Roman Empire managed. Yeah, that's true. But, <laughs> but uh, without established cleaning, established like without proper antibiotics, without like like a lot of things that we benefit right now from and we take for granted, weren't there as well. So there is a little tippity toppity here that we also need to account for. Yes, we and and probably. $80,000, I, I bet you regular Americans probably are less than $80,000. Yeah. They do, that's the point. Yeah, so and it's, it would be that, an it's individual earner would For be sure. 80000 in 1930, mm. whereas, um, say you had a son and he went to mm. work and he mm. was staying in the house. Then it's 160 for your... That's for true. Your, and then but it hey, continues increases. Also, an individual earner at that time would be earning percentage per person much significantly more than it is right now due to the fact of how much the trade change from being just having just only male work to actually everybody can now work but in the 1930s women were working (laughs) yeah but not as much as in 1980 or 70 no definitely not and so and not as much as right now like that's what i mean like the economy was that's true different and so like yeah there there are lots of factors and if you just take a raw it's raw. Like, yeah, it might, might look dim and grim, but maybe it's not as dim and grim mm. as we think about it. Well, I would disagree with you when it comes to the housing market. No, the housing market is, yeah, that's that's sad. So, um, <laughs> American households have incurred more than $1 trillion in credit card debt, mm. tapped into their 401k retirement plans, and many are unable to purchase a home as mortgage rates have soared past... Seven percent, whereas here in New Zealand it's now like eight percent for mortgage a mortgage rate. It is impossible, impossible to be a first home buyer. On you have to be very well off in your job yeah. to be a first time home buyer, yeah. um, or you have to be significantly older and have saved a giant yeah. nest egg. That's true for yourself. That's true. Um, the housing crisis, mm-hmm. so the cost of homes in the United States has outpaced wage growth well over the last decade. Yeah, And that's sure. the issue. So according to the Federal Finance Housing Agency, home prices have risen mm-hmm. 74% between 2010 and 2022, yeah. whereas the average rate wage has only risen 54% during the same time period. Yeah. Okay. So it's getting no more and more impossible to, to purchase be, a house. Yeah. To be a first time homebuyer. Hey, look, it's to some to some degree it looks quite bad. However, when you think about it, it's only for the time when our population is officially big in numbers. The aging population in the first world countries <clears throat> is a problem. 200 years from now, when the population has decreased, it's not going to help me buy my first home. You know why? Because you will have migration from the areas which do produce a lot of babies at the current stage, which will not in 200 years. However, a lot of those people will migrate to the areas. How does that help me now? Not how. It just, it's your unfortunate. That just, yeah, <laughs> that's what that's, I'm saying. It's, just, it's yes. not but it's, good. Yes, but it's, it's not, not capitalism. Fair. Yes, it's it is. No. <laughs> yes, no. it is. And I will tell you why. Okay, so, tell me why. I don't know if you have heard the news about Wells Fargo. Well, 
Fargo. Wells Fargo. It is a bank in America. Okay. So it is one of the top three mortgage lenders Okay. in the country. Okay. They have officially announced that they pretty much are going to cease mortgage lending okay. altogether as they feel that America is becoming a renter nation. Banks, meanwhile, uh, corporations backed by private equity groups such as Blackstone, mm-hmm. Pretium Partners, mm-hmm. have bought tens of thousands of homes across the U.S. Sun Belt. Yes. Prices for detached homes have increased faster in these areas mm-hmm. than the national average. Fair. Um, and institutional investors do not yet control large market share in housing, but analysis or writing in MetLife Investment Management yep. suggests that essentially banks will run yep. the renter world by 2030. Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah. Yeah, but that's monopolization of the market. That has nothing to do with capitalism. Yes, it does. No. Because we're existing in a capitalist society yeah, okay. that allows this. Fine. There's no regulation. Fine. There's no. You can just you can no, but that's that's know? a problem. No, that's a problem. It's the huge lack of regulation problem. in this particular area it's is a problem. It's a huge but that's, problem. That's what. That's just a short of what capitalism is. Like you need to you need to fill up shorts there, mm. and and that's one of the shortcomings of it. And you you just you have to fix it. I personally, just my predictions, think that between the absolute hardships millennials are going through Mm -hmm. and Gen Z coming up, think that capitalism will slowly die. Okay. And that there will be, not completely, obviously, because I don't think that capitalism overall is inherently bad. Okay. I do think that the fact that we have let it free reign, corporate greed, price gouging, just let banks go and buy up properties to rent to you at higher prices and increase the values of those homes. Yeah. These kinds of things cannot happen and I For think sure. that our generation is at their their end. I don't think could be. Yeah. that people can take it anymore. Yeah. No, I could think be. a giant revolution is going to have to take place. Probably. But I think it's going to just because people are so pinched to the very end hmm. at this point. And, and look, uh, in 20 years, the people, the, the amount of people who vote would be millennials and Gen Z's dominant. Yeah. And that's fair. And it's going to be a very different market even at that stage. But look, it's it's not, it's not how we like we we really like and and that's kind of makes me worried. The very kind of people who have not seen proper controlled economies very oftenly tend to say that capitalism doesn't work, and it's very very. This is like, where you and I differ. Cool. But cool, you can say whatever the hell you want about the capitalism. Like, give me something that bloody does work better. Mm. Like, and, and, and show it that it does. Mm. Like, and then you will see the people who are a little bit, a little bit more left-leaning. And they will be like, oh, I'll we, give you an example. China did it. Cool. China, China wouldn't it. be my example. No, but I cool. I would go for and a democratic watch. socialist economy such as 
Finland. So yes, the, but those yeah. are capitalist industries. Those are they're very socialist. Cap- they're no, socialist. No, and you you will see. You will How many see billionaires do you think exist in Finland versus U.S.? Yes, however, or Switzerland, however, or Switzerland, however, Finland. However, all of them combined. Exactly. All of them combined. How many does, billionaires they got? That does not constitute a lack of capitalism. I didn't say it constitutes. Exactly. So now you just it's say a, you just choose the best capitalist cap- out it, of all capitalists, and you're like no, this one. Yes. No. Because actually, it is a show me a controlled it is economy a that significantly works. Significantly more socialist society. Fair, but there's still capitalism. Socialism and capitalism. No, no. Socialism is societal. Capitalism is economic. So now controlled economy, mm. like USSR. Mm. Or like China used to be. No, no, no. Sorry. You cannot sit there and divide socialism and capitalism into completely different categories. They're different categories. No, because socialism uses taxes, tax brackets, Fair. and different things on corporations Fair. differently than a free-reigning capitalist society would. You cannot Fair. disequate the two. They do yes. go hand in hand. But and that's what can, I'm saying. You, a democratic socialist society. Such as, okay, Finland. Give an example. It is socialist to the degree of U- U.S. is not as socialist as they are. U.S. What, but they what, still... what free healthcare exists exactly. in America? That's what I'm saying. Like, Finland what, what is, is the, bigger... What is overs- the police state like in Finland? <laughs> like, look, look, look. That's what I'm saying. Finland is more socialist than U.S. <laughs> Finland, That's like it's still capitalist country. And you how can many still own billionaires. What it doesn't matter. Is what it matters is there is significantly more regulations, and it is true. less of a libertarian capitalist society. True. Mm. Still so, capitalist, though. Like you can't dig mm, at the capitalism no. while giving example of the capitalism. That's what I'm saying. But if you want to go to a deregulated, just no, but that's, that's no, society, that's, that's America. And then yeah, go over to that, Finland, where it's extremely regulated, and socialism exists, where tax money exactly. and dollars for a consumer does not have to go to a bank account to save exactly. for big pharma. I concur. It is huge. You I cannot agree equate you. the two. Yes, you can, because those two are capitalist systems. Exactly. That's not what I'm saying. Not saying that it's not. That's what I'm saying. Semicolon, however, comma. A lot of people use your argument. To say, that's why capitalism doesn't work. Why would they say China work. as an example? Because China is a regulated economy for a long time. Not anymore. And China, for last 40 years, lived up out of poverty. 800 million people of there, poverty line. But how many people currently in China are below the poverty line? It's I huge. I should load. Yes. They are but so percentage-wise, but percentage-wise, much less than it was in 1970s. Oh no! Yeah, and that's a it thing. It takes a long. But look, it ta- this is the issue. Nothing gets fixed overnight. Shit, it no. take so if you look at Mississippi, which is where I'm from, um, the top four percent wealthiest people in the world in the world are white. <laughs> the top four. Probably true. I don't know. No, the Sultan of Brunei isn't white. Um, okay. <laughs> the okay. top four four percent. Wealthiest people in the world okay. lived in Mississippi okay. before the Civil War began because they made such insane profits 
Oh yeah, well, because they benefited of slavery. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I yeah. don't even. So don't top four percent wealthiest yeah. people in the world yeah. lived in Mississippi right up until, <laughs> and now Mississippi since the dissolution of slavery mm-hmm. because they built their entire economy around oh, one that. single item yeah. still is the Can't poorest recover. state yeah. poorest state exactly. in the country and here we are 150 years later that's true it's so hot. i'm not saying it would happen overnight no what i'm saying is oh, things have to change they have we to. are for sure so penny pinched so penny pinched and i'm not yeah. saying that I am like pro communism, I do agree, and I've been saying I agree that capitalism mm. is beneficial, but not to the degree that we are currently existing in, and it is absolutely obscene, absolutely obscene. Sure, and that's why you have Germany and Finland and other countries which are very, very capitalistic, but also very controlled in that sense, and that's fair. And that's that's why, like, we, we I think we should start really looking for solutions rather than saying that capitalism doesn't bloody work. You have to vote. Yeah, you do. Well, you also have vote to be involved. P- yeah. Young oh, people oh, yes, you do. don't enjoy being involved. They don't get into politics. That's a problem as well. It's a huge problem. Because um, then you're 18 and you're actually making decision. And you're not just voting for Greens because they're Greens to solve the bloody climate change you actually have to dig into what they want oh and yeah how people well, want what, and why they what want i wish really dig into it what i wish that we went back to which is kind of more of what america was initially even though they were a two-party system which i hate mm. um it was you picked a leader who was running on a platform that you wanted say like your issue was transportation i want Mm. better highways i want better trains i want Mm. more affordable plane i just want transportation and that's what matters to you Mm. you vote for that person and it doesn't matter if it's republican democrat because nothing else really they focus on those issues the end period Mm. um that's what i wish we would kind of get back to but no it is really i was gonna ask you about your thoughts on brick and the Australian CEO who came out and said... <laughs> he came out and said that everybody's lazy and should probably lose their job. Mm. Uh, that's true. But, well, that's a topic How do you feel? for another day. How do you feel about him, though? Tell me. No, he's hilarious. I think I think he, he legit looks like a cartoon villain, though. Like, <laughs> like, he, like absolutely how ridiculous. can you how can you have how can you be a millionaire and have that hairline? Uh, <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> anyway, that was Belle, so that means that's the end of today's podcast. So, um, but please don't stop having the conversation down below in our comments. You are welcome to follow us on Spotify, TikTok, Threads. We post on all major podcast platforms like. Spotify, Apple Podcasts. This is mainly a YouTube channel, which is kind of what we uh, go for. So like, subscribe, hit the notification bell so you don't miss any future episodes. We will see you next week. And comment. I like your comments. Oh, yeah. Do comment because he'll <laughs> comment in broken English um, All day, every day. <laughs> yeah. Probably <Okay>. drunk. <laughs> okay. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Bye.